Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. I know you guys got a little spoiled Friday with an earlier show. Today's been a very, very busy day. There's a lot going on. We've got the MLB draft coming up on Wednesday. We're kind of getting ready for that, reaching out, talking to some scouts. We're going to have a draft preview article coming up on Gene's page a bit later. We've been kind of digging in, trying to find out, you know, kind of where things stand. I'm going to get to some of that a little bit later in the show. It's uh, it's still an interesting deal. It's just an interesting dynamic because, uh, you know, the, the five-year draft, excuse me, the five-round draft is the bare minimum allowable in the collective bargaining agreement between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. So they're gutting minor league baseball. There's going to be some players that we know and love that will be impacted by all of that. And so they're not trying to add to that because, as you guys are well aware, the Players Association is going to look out for veterans over newcomers. But all of that said, Wednesday is going to be an important day. We're going to be updating that first-round selections graphic out at Duty Noble Field. Probably going to have multiple first-round selections in this draft. And I don't just mean signees. 
We're going to have one of those two that will be a first-rounder, but we're also possibly two. But we're going to have some true diamond dogs, some that have actually worn the uniform, go in the first round. We'll get into some of that. Got a lot of recruiting news today. A lot of recruiting news. A lot of things have happening. You know, some people would suggest that a decommitment is bad. I, I, I'll submit to you that's not always the case. You know, sometimes when you get a decommitment, sometimes it's kind of addition by subtraction. And sometimes, you, especially when you take a chance on an out-of-state kid kind of early on, you know, it's like, uh, you know, all right. And sometimes things change. And uh, if you listen to this show, when a certain player committed to Mississippi State, I broke it down. I shared it with you. I thought it was kind of a questionable take early on. I still believe that. Now that player's decommitted. We'll get into some of that a little bit later on the show. I want to thank our good friends, Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors. Man, love to be affiliated with them. It's like I want to be associated with winners. And that's what Bulldog Burger Company is. The great restaurant quality hamburger. You're not going to do any better than that. You go by and let them serve you. Great people, great food, great prices, a great atmosphere, and a great family of restaurants that have served the Golden Triangle for a long, long time. These people understand how to feed folks. Two locations now to serve you right here on University Drive in Starkville and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo, Mississippi. Go by and check them out. And if you want to get the food to go, you can still do that. There's nothing that says you got to go in and eat, even though I, I like being able to go sit down and eat and have somebody fill the drink and that sort of stuff. And it's not that I, I need, feel the need to feel special. It's when you go out with friends and family, sometimes you just want to be able to relax. You can do that at Bulldog Burger Company. You can relax with an adult beverage or a family-friendly meal. Bulldog Burger Company, where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, let's jump into some things. All right, let's go ahead and jump into recruiting stuff. As you guys are well aware by now, Mississippi State picked up the commitment of Q Strong, originally from Forest, Mississippi. By way of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, rated right now by 247 Sports as the number one junior college inside linebacker in the entire country. How about that? How about that? And, and, and what a good time for him to come along, right? Errol Thompson's going to be leaving us this year. Errol, of course, will be a senior. So we'll have Tyra Sweet back, hopefully. But we need a junior college backer. We've got some young guys who don't have a lot of experience. Need a guy that can step in and play right away. I like the fact that uh, Zach Arnett has been very involved in his recruitment. I like the fact that Tony Hughes done some of the due diligence. Tony, of course, from Forest, Mississippi. So we kind of knew the lay of the land. And then you've got Clarence McDougal, who is a coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast, that can kind of tell you, that, you know, what's happened uh, you know, since he's left high school. So you've got some people here that have helped you do some due diligence, of course, Tony Hughes, being from that area, probably has friends within the family that can tell you what kind of person he is. And, you know, there's always – there's a reason guys go to junior college. Sometimes it's because they didn't care to take care of things academically. Sometimes they need some seasoning. Sometimes there's other issues. And so you kind of get to the bottom of all that you know, by doing your own due diligence. Then, of course, you've got Clarence McDougal. I love Clarence McDougal. C-Mac's a great guy. Didn't have the career at Mississippi State we'd hoped for because he tore his ACL, you guys may recall. And the practice sessions for the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game was kind of a freak accident. It wasn't anything malicious. But, uh, you know, C-Mac had a big senior year. I remember he blocked the punt at the, in the Egg Bowl 
on senior day, the game that we ultimately won. But this is a guy that's true maroon. So he is not going to suggest that Mississippi State sign a bad actor. And so this not only is a very talented player, but it appears to be a guy that is a safe pick for Mississippi State because of the fact you have been able to kind of gather information about his life and career from people that you know and trust, people that have a vested interest in Mississippi State. That makes me very comfortable with this. Also, I don't know if you know this, but Strong grew up a Mississippi State fan. And listen, let's be honest. If you've grown up in this state in the past 15 years or so, there's really been only one team to cheer for, and that's Mississippi State. And so there's going to be a lot of these guys, and I don't know, this is one of the things that I think is rather interesting too. You know, there, there will be a, a group of high school seniors that uh, will graduate this year having uh, not seen Mississippi State miss a bowl game pretty much throughout their entire schooling certainly throughout their high school and middle school days where they see Mississippi State win, go to bowl games 10 straight years. And by the same token, they can look up the road and see, hey, the, these other folks hadn't been in, in five years. You know, so that's one of the things you begin to think about about high school players is that, uh, you know, we, we have a much broader spectrum because we've lived longer. And you forget how long a year feels when you're 17 years old. Certainly five years. You begin to think, you know what, man, most of my life, most of the time that I've been growing up watching college football, Mississippi State's been good. Mississippi State's been competitive. Mississippi State's been in bowl games. Those are, uh, those are things that we haven't always been able to say. And so as a result, in many respects, Mississippi State is the cool school, not just because we've got the cool coach and the cool offense and the better football facilities, but we've got production on the field. Took a little bit of a step back last year, but we still made a ball game. We also had that golden egg in our, in our possession. And so guys like Strong have kind of grown up watching Mississippi State win. And while some other schools were involved with him, it was not a situation where there was a, a difficult decision for him to make. And honestly, we've talked about, you know, a, quote, silent commitment for some time over on Gene's page, and this is him. We actually expected him to, to commit several days ago. He didn't, and that's okay. Doesn't matter when he commits, as long as he signs, right? Double-digit offers from the likes of Colorado, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Louisiana, several others. It's a guy that had some options. Not the biggest linebacker, listed at 6'1", I guess 230. I think that's probably closer to 6 foot. We'll be, be interested to see what he looks like when we have a chance to see him in person again. But uh, certainly a very, very talented Linebacker, very productive. Go watch his film on Huddle. We've got his free commitment story up right now. Paul Jones had that together earlier today over on jeanspage.com. And, and embedded in that story are some highlight clips from last year. So you can go read what he had to say about Mississippi State, and then you can go watch the video. We found it for you. Save you that Google click, and you can see what kind of player Mississippi State's getting. And we'll update some of that as we get a little bit later, too. I'll reach out to Clarence McDougall. We'll get some comments from him. Again, that's a guy that's got a vested interest in Mississippi State. Another recruiting news that Mississippi State is emerging as the team to beat, it seems, for Alabama grad transfer Tyrell Shavers. Shavers is a guy that, uh, unlike anybody else we have in the locker room at the wide receiver position, Tyrell Shavers 
an incredible player out of high school from Louisville, Texas. A lot of people expected him to uh, stay closer to home. He signed on with Alabama. He hasn't done a whole lot. But he is 6'6", 205 pounds, and he's straight line fast. He doesn't have a very sophisticated route tree, and that's kind of been the rub on him. He's a little bit stiff, kind of getting out of his brakes, but he is a guy that's graduated very, very quickly to Alabama. He has two years to play. So he will have the opportunity, should he come to Mississippi State, and I'm told that he would prefer to stay in the SEC, even though there are some schools closer to home uh, that are recruiting him. But he wants to stay in the SEC. So when you look at our needs at wide receiver and the fact that we're a little wide receiver poor, and I don't, I don't listen, and that's not to diminish anybody's talent. It's just we, have, we don't have a lot of production at wide receiver. We lost a lot last year. And that group of receivers, to be quite honest with you, weren't, weren't especially productive either. But when you can add another guy, a 6'6 guy, 200 pounds, that runs legit 4-4-40, just run the dadgum fade, right? I mean, just line him up, get him isolated to one side and lay it up there. I mean, he hadn't done a whole lot in college. And so you're really kind of taking a chance on this guy based on potential. But my goodness, who better than to take a chance on a guy and then teach him how to play receiver than Mike Leach and the new staff of Mississippi State. I mean, does anybody in the game of football right now, in the college game, know more about the vertical passing game than Mike Leach? I submit probably not. And so we've heard that Texas and TCU were kind of involved with him. Uh, 247 Sports' Jeremy Clark, the TCU insider, shared earlier today that he is not expecting TCU to pursue Tyrell Shavers. That in fact, they'll probably throw their efforts after uh, somebody else. So that leaves Texas and Mississippi State for the most part. I am beginning to hear that uh, he is very, very close to a decision and will likely announce that decision this week. That's how quickly this thing has turned around. Not to mention, you know, hey, we begin voluntary workouts today. So this is a guy that could, uh, you know, make that short drive over. He could sign with State and then uh, be here to be part of voluntary workouts. Go ahead and enroll in uh, summer school, you know, and get going. All of that's a possibility. So, again, a very limited college resume for one Tyrell Shavers, but it's 6'6", 200 pounds, 4440. There's a lot of raw materials there to work with. And, of course, he would be eligible to play this year and then be able to play for two years. That's the kind of grad transfer you're looking for right there. And you'd like a guy who's very, very accomplished, but at the same time, too, you, you don't think Tyrell Shavers is going to show up Mississippi State kind of hungry and ready to go. And, again, there's nobody in our, our locker room that's like him. There's none, another receiver that we have like him. It's a walk and mismatch. And you, you better believe Mike Leach will know how to, to isolate him in some situations that are advantageous to the offense. So we'll see. But I, I, if I had to call it right now, I believe Terrell Shavers is going to be a Mississippi State Bulldog, and I think that news is coming sooner rather than later. Things could change, but I just don't think at this point there's – I think we, I think Mississippi State can afford to take a chance on a guy like him. When you look at what he has with that catch radius and that length, he is a red zone weapon from the word go. I think you have to take a chance on him. When you're, when you're, when you're Mississippi State – and you need numbers at wide receiver, and you're beneath the threshold of what the coaching staff wants, and you've got a guy that's got some SEC experience and a guy that's unlike anybody else that brings a different element to your offense, I think you go take the chance. 
Not to mention, by way of the Jari and Jones transfer, Mississippi State has a scholarship to spare. It's funny how it all trickles down, right? And I, I don't know if you make room for this guy otherwise. But now that you have a scholarship at your disposal, I think it makes sense. I think we would all agree. Hey, you know, hey, Steve, there's a six-six wide receiver that uh, was kind of behind some first-round picks at Alabama that's looking for more playing time. Uh, runs a four-four. Are you interested? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am interested, and I believe Mike Leach is too. So go ahead and prepare. I, at, this, at this point, I'm beginning to think it's going to be a surprise if it's not Mississippi State. And again, let's not get over our skis just yet. You know, things can always change. Maybe, you know, Baylor or somebody comes in late. I know there was some discussion about Baylor being a little bit closer to home and they go there. But one of the factors, too, that I don't think most people realize, too, is that Tyrell Shavers is also good friends with Jalen Maiden. And now the latest chatter is Jalen Maiden is going to stick this thing out at Mississippi State. So we'll see. Jalen Maiden, of course, recently uh, referred to by Mike Leach as a strike thrower. That's what Mike Leach wants. So we'll, we'll watch and see. I think that's big. If Tyrell Shavers comes to Mississippi State, I'm sure Jalen Maiden is a part of that process. It's not all uh, unicorns and rainbows today. Thomas Davis decommits. Looks like he may be headed to Miami. And, and to be honest with you, that's okay. That's okay. Good luck with Manny Diaz. Love Manny. But I, I've, I kind of questioned that take in the beginning. And listen, I don't make a living questioning the Mississippi State coaching staff. But I felt, you know, the, the, the timing of that commitment, based on the information available about him, I was a little bit kind of scratching my head. But we talked about it on the show. I tried to make myself feel good about it because you know, basically he plays a five technique. He plays basically in a four-point stance. And then in order to play Sam Linebacker, he's going to have to get out and cover. He's going to have to get out and run. His foot speed was in question. Uh, I know he's picked up some offers and he's claimed some others. I know a lot of people have kind of hyped him up. I just I, – I don't see it. Uh, I, might, I might be completely wrong. He may end up being a first-round draft pick out of Miami and go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I end up having him as my favorite player. I, I just, But I don't see it. I, I think it's difficult to evaluate a guy that is expected to play in a two-point stance and uh, be expected to get out and cover in space and then all the film of, available of him, all of his highlights – or him lining up as a pass rusher and using his quickness against kids that, that just aren't as athletic as he is. And, uh, and so I, I think he was very much a project. But, uh, but, again, if I was batting 100% on all his evaluations, I wouldn't be recording a show. I'd be making money at a college football program somewhere. But I don't think this is a bad loss. And I guess that's really the point in all this. I know some people say, well, you know, we can't have anything. We pick up one commitment, lose another. Listen, we got better as a football team today because Nevantiq uh, Strong is a guy that will be a starter at Mississippi State, probably a two-year guy. And to be honest with you, I don't think Thomas Davis was going to start. And if it was, it was not going to be anytime soon. I think we would have recruited over the top of him. Not saying he couldn't have been a good special teams guy and a good two-deeper. I just didn't see enough from him and the video available to feel like that was a great get for us. I just, I think this is absolutely okay. And I'm not one of those kind of guys, too, that always tries to you know, make light of all that stuff. I'll, I'll tell you if I think we're going to be okay. And like I told you guys before, I think losing Fabian Lovett now, there's some other people out there that have got some sour grapes. I think losing Fabian Lovett is a problem for us. We'll have, we've got some numbers there, and hopefully Alan Love can kind of step in. But that's a lot of SEC snaps we're having to replace. 
You know, Jarian Jones is a guy, too. I, I don't know that, that Jarian's the impact guy that Fabian is, but still, that's a lot of snaps walking out the door. And so in this situation, to kind of make that make sense, it's like I, I, just, I just don't see it with Thomas Davis, and I think it's okay. And I think if he goes somewhere else, uh, I think he's got a better chance of playing somewhere else. I, and if Miami signs him, I, I, that'll, that's a surprise to me, too. I, I just – I think come signing day – I think he'll likely end up at a G5 school. I, I really do. And I'm not trying to to besmirch the kid's talent or anything. I just don't think that he is an SEC linebacker. Just my personal opinion. There are other people who disagree. And I'm okay with them being wrong. But I just don't think that he is a guy that could have come in here and played for us regularly and consistently produced. I just don't feel it. And so I'm okay with that. But I think Navante Q. Strong is a guy that uh, is a guy that we have been on for some time, and I think we can be excited about that. And I think he is a guy that will come in right away. And I think, again, that Tyrell Shavers is one of those guys you just simply have to take a chance on if you're Mississippi State. And so some other recruiting news kind of in the wind. You know, we've talked some about the Louisiana kids. I don't know how soon that happens. You know, I put a crystal ball pick in for Malik Neighbors. I don't think he makes a decision anytime soon. My honest opinion is I expect him to make LSU tell him no before he tells anybody else yes. He is very, very close with Teddy Knox. I expect Teddy Knox to commit to Mississippi State and then Teddy Knox in turn to recruit Malik Neighbors. So there's some moving parts to all of that. But here's the deal. Even if Malik Neighbors commits to Mississippi State, if LSU shows up late with an offer, it's going to be a real battle to keep him. But uh, being that as it may – I think Malik Neighbors is probably down the board just a little bit in Baton Rouge. And to be honest with you, I want those kids LSU's getting too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't just say, well, we'll take LSU's leftovers. And listen, to be fair, you can win a lot of ball games with LSU's leftovers. But in order for us to catch LSU on the field, we got to catch them on the recruiting trail first. Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of this show, longtime sponsors of the show, very, very happy to have Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie, the whole group there. Happy to have them along for the ride. You need to go by and see them. And if you can't make it to town, or perhaps you prefer to shop online, you can do so at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Mom, Dad, I'll say it again. Report cards are in. You got some kids that deserve a little bit something special. Let's order them some Mississippi State merchandise today. Remind them that we're going to play sports again. Say, hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and get outfitted up for the season. Let's go ahead and get you a new football jersey. Campusbookmark.net, promo code BSR. Let's get in top ten list today. I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, Steve, listen, what's the – What's the Netflix recommendations? What are some of your favorite things you've watched on Netflix that you can share with me? Because I'm kind of new to the Netflix world, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not like these. There's some Netflix hipsters that have been around for a long time. You know, Netflix used to be, you know, and I was a Netflix guy back when uh, you, you put movies in the queue, and they would send you to DVD, then you mail them back. Remember that? And I was with Netflix then. But uh, when they went to an online streaming service, it took me a while. I, I love it, though. I love being able to go sit down and watch commercial-free programming in its entirety, and I can watch a full season in a whole afternoon if I want to. If I want to veg and just kind of chill, I can do that, and that's one of the things I love about Netflix. Netflix, that is an unsolicited endorsement. If you'd like to become a sponsor for the show, please reach out. So here are the top ten for me. 
and, and I'm sure that I've missed some things, and there are some things perhaps that I don't mention that maybe you've seen that I haven't seen, shoot a brother a message. Let me know. Give me your recommendation. I won't sit here and say that I'm right about these because there are a lot of things that some of you Netflix hipsters have seen but that I haven't. So here's a top ten things that I've seen that I think that's uh, worth your time and effort. Number ten on my list, oh, before I get into the top ten list, if you haven't watched Motley Crue's The Dirt, which is a Netflix original movie, and as, a, as the biggest Motley Crue fan in the state of Mississippi, let me encourage you to watch that, but do it when the kids are asleep. Number ten, Tiger King. I, one of the, it, it, was, uh, it was so sad I couldn't look away. You know, it's like I watched it. It is one of the wildest things I have ever seen. Uh, it is so. It, it had to be true. It's too crazy for somebody to make up. There's just so much cr- craziness with Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, and then there's all this talk. They've reopened the investigation, the Carol Baskin's uh, first husband's disappearance, and that perhaps that his uh, will or his life insurance was forged. I mean, there's just all kind of craziness. I'm sure there'll be updates on this, but it is uh, it is insane. And for a while there, before the COVID-19 virus hit, Tiger King was all we talked about. And then uh, the coronavirus removed it from the headlines. But uh, Tiger King, absolutely insane. Just started watching this, but I, I really like it. And that's Outer Banks. I know, and some people say, well, Steve, it's kind of a teeny popper thing. I don't, I don't really get that sense. I know that some of the, uh, the actors in this deal are, you know, young people. But uh, there is a lot to go with this. There's a lot of subplots to this thing. I like it. I think production value is tremendous. Very, very good. I like the whole thing. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the haves and the have-nots. You get the pogues. You get, you know, all the rich kids. And so all of that is interesting. I think most of us probably identify uh, as the pogues. And that's okay. They're the, they're, they're the cool kids. Number eight, and I watched this on ESPN as it rolled out. It is now available on Netflix in its entirety, and that's The Last Dance. It's the Michael Jordan thing. And if you haven't watched it or if you missed episodes, go and watch it now. It is incredible, all of it from start to finish. And uh, I thought the interviews with Michael Jordan, the more recent interviews where he talked about you know, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff and about Isaiah Thomas and about how he felt about playing, I think so much of that, uh, is probably required watching for student-athletes. I think everybody needs to understand that there is a commitment that players like Michael Jordan made. It wasn't that he was simply blessed with God-given talent. He has also had an, an incredible amount of passion. He was really driven to be the best. And I think that this is uh, kind of paints him for a new generation where they really see you know, where all that comes from. And, uh, yeah, I like the little speech that made the rounds, too, where he talked about, you know, this is how I played and that I pulled people maybe when they didn't want to get pushed and that sort of stuff, then you know, probably so. But I wanted to win. I wanted them to share in that. And if you didn't want to play that way, then don't play that way. I think there's a lot of people that feel – there's a lot of people that heard that and thought, you know what, that's who I am, and they're not. And there are other people that heard that that needed to hear that and say, you know what, this is motivation for me. Because trust me, there's a lot of uh, – you know, there's a lot of Ron Harper's out there masquerading as Michael Jordan's. Okay, so uh, the next one for me, one of the first Netflix original things that I watched was Making a Murderer. That's the whole Stephen Avery thing. Another one of those that had to be true because nobody is crazy enough to make that up. So Wild Story is still kind of evolving, but uh, it's where basically the, uh, the police framed Stephen Avery, and then lo and behold, he comes up as a suspect in another murder later. The whole thing is wild. 
Afterlife is a recent one for me. I watched that. Uh, it's two seasons, just six episodes apiece, and I think they're like 40 minutes an episode or so, something like that. You can run through it pretty quick. It starts out pretty dark. You know, the main character is also the writer, and, uh, and, and Ricky writes about, you know, his, his wife is... Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Hi, Bulldog fans. Our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season. It's concert season. It's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comforts. No break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Out of cancer, and she's left them some of these self-help videos you know what i'm saying like she's left like uh you know for every situation she's left a video and uh, he goes and watches that and it, it's some of it's kind of dark comedy but it's uh, it's funny where he's kind of reached the point where he says whatever he wants to whoever he wants and then kind of deals with the consequences he just doesn't care anymore but uh afterlife it's in my mind it's worth your time to go watch now we're getting into the really like i think most people have these in their top five they just don't have them in the same order that i do Number five for me is Stranger Things. Stranger Things, number one, I was a huge one on a rider fan. I actually met her one time in an airport. Big, big one on a rider fan, for sure. Really, 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 really big one on a rider fan. 
long before she was involved in a Netflix series. But uh, nevertheless, Stranger Things, a little bit dark that first season. A lot of people get a little nervous about that. It, it kind of lightens up season two and season three. I, I like season three. I know some other people are like, well, you know, it's it's kind of turned into a little teeny bopper thing. But uh, I've liked to see the development of the cast. I'm looking forward to uh, season four. Can't wait to see Hop out there in Russia. Wish they'd go ahead and bring it back. Number four on my list is Ozark. I know some other people say, man, it's so violent. And it is. It is very violent. The language is very bad. It's very adult-themed. I don't know that I would have my kids watch that. But, uh, of course, my kids are probably much older than many of yours. But uh, be that as it may, I think it's great. I think Jason Bateman is great. I think the writing in it is incredible. I have had some people tell me it took them a little while to get into it. I don't think it starts as slow as some other people do. But I do think it really picks up the pace midway through season one and uh, I I think it's uh, a very interesting premise for a show it's uh, one of those things to me it it shows the um, kind of the duality of man you know what I'm saying it's like you know even even the best of people have a dark side and will do whatever is necessary to take care of their family number three on the list and this is still in production on um, AMC that's The Walking Dead The Walking Dead is great I've watched it. Yeah, I was a little bit behind. I got caught up. I was able to watch maybe the first three seasons, uh, and then I've watched it live ever since. But um, the writing is really good. It does, one thing that I will say too about Walking Dead: it's almost time to end it. And what I mean by that is, it's kind of the same story over and over again. You know, it's like you've got you've got a different villain, but it's always kind of the same story. And so. You know, there have been a few things here and there, you know, uh, you know, with Rick and Carl and, and um, Sean. And so some of that is rather dynamic. But uh, it just really feels like it's starting to kind of kind of get stale at times. And I think this last season has been really good. But I think they're kind of hinting towards the final season. I think they're probably one more season after this one. And they'll probably wrap this thing up. But it's very good. But it's also very long and very involved. And, and there are people who are very passionate uh, about the show number two for me one of the greatest television series that i have ever watched is breaking bad love breaking bad uh i think jesse pinkman is one of the most uh dynamic characters that we have seen in the modern era of television watching all this stuff kind of unfold and i had a good friend of mine that kind of sold me on watching breaking bad so you know steve the arc of the story, how it starts at the beginning with one good guy and one bad guy, and over the course of the story, before the, before the final season is done, they have completely changed roles. But it is incredible to see how dynamic that whole thing unfolds. Uh, I, I love the show. I've watched it through a couple times. That last season, it seems like every single episode of that last half of season six, I guess it is, that every single episode feels like a movie. It is that intense. Uh, it's it's one of those things, too. It, it pulls you in, and I think it keeps you in. And I've had some people say, well, you know, I kind of got tired out after season four. Let me encourage you this. Go back and take it back up. Take it back up. I think it gets – you know, a lot of these series, they kind of they peter out. You know what I'm saying? They get, as you get towards the end of the – 
of the series, and it just kind of slows down. That's not the case with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad kind of ramps up towards the end and gives you a great finish. Great, great finish. But number one for me is Sons of Anarchy. I love Kurt Sutter. He's a tattoo guy. Uh, you know, he married Peggy Bundy, who's also a star of Sons of Anarchy. Uh, it's Gemma, the mom. She's the, uh, she's the old lady, the old biker lady, and uh, an incredible character. And that's one of the things about that show. To be honest with you, the season that they went to, uh, went to Scotland was a little bit hit or miss for me. They were looking for, uh, I won't tell you, because you maybe hadn't seen it. But um, Jax Teller, uh, I believe, you know, watching him from the beginning, you know, with he and Wendy are breaking up and there's just all kinds of issues. And to see how that thing ends up, and uh, it's really kind of a divine prophecy of sorts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you know, his dad, JT, John Teller, had kind of had this manifesto about what he envisioned for, uh, you know, for Sam Crow, the, the, monster, the motorcycle club. You can go and see that. But I think the, I think Kurt Sutter's writing is incredible. Uh, you know, he also did the Shield and a couple of other things. But he is one of those guys that is kind of kind of a Renaissance man. He also does a cameo appearance as Otto throughout the show. But uh, there's a lot there's a lot that goes on with Sons of Anarchy. It's not the same show every single season. The good guys and bad guys kind of change roles as you kind of move through this thing. And then in hindsight, it all kind of makes sense. You know, at the time you're thinking, well, wait a minute, I thought this guy, it all makes sense. The writing is very, very, very untidy at times on purpose because they tie up a lot of loose ends late. And that last season is so absolutely insane. So Sons of Anarchy, I believe, is the best thing. If you're just getting into Netflix or maybe maybe you're a newcomer to Netflix and you hadn't had a chance to watch some of those earlier series you got to go give sons of anarchy and breaking bad an opportunity i I think they are the best thing going and uh you know ozark is one of those things too when i look at it i think it has the potential to be around for a while i really do i think there's a lot of a lot of potential uh with ozark really really do all right so let's get in a couple more things we um we got the Major League, ba- Major League Baseball draft coming up June 10th and 11th. That'll be here on Wednesday. We've talked about it a little bit, and I wanted to get into some of it today uh, because I never know what Wednesday is going to hold for us. And, uh, you know, we'll do a draft recap whenever we, you know, we kind of get into things. But uh, be that as it may, as it stands now, there are the potential to have as many as 10 people affiliated with Mississippi State drafted. Okay? So you guys are well aware – Justin Foscu, Jordan Westberg, I think everybody has them right now, consensus first-round draft picks in their mock drafts. I have seen some now that have Foscu probably for about 10 days, two weeks now. Foscu has kind of moved ahead of Westberg. There were some people that expected Westberg to be a top 15 pick. Now it looks like Foscu will go in the middle rounds. Westberg uh, probably somewhere in the 20s. But, again, most people have them both squarely in the first round. A lot of people initially had Westberg, or excuse me, had Foscue as kind of a back-end first-rounder, potential early second-rounder. That could still shake out. But I think these mock draft people, many of them are guessing when it comes to pro football because everybody does a mock draft. Baseball, a lot of people talk to scouts. A lot of people talk to the – so the information in my mind is a little more reliable. There's not quite as much smoke with MLB drafts. I'm not saying those mock drafts are correct. I'm just saying there's a little more credibility – to some of the information that's put out there because there's a thousand NFL mock drafts 
there's not quite as many for college baseball. But um, JT again, we've talked about him on the show. That's kind of the X factor in all this. But based on the information that I have, if I had to call it today, and the last time we talked about the draft, there's a lot of people that talk about, you know what, he could come back in DH, maybe be a spot pitcher here and there. I am told that if he gets a second bite of the apple and the money is anywhere close, anywhere close to what he had last time that he's going to sign. Now, there are a lot of people, of course, that are they're thinking, okay, well, if we can get JT again this year as a back-end first-rounder rather than next year as a first half of the first round, you know, we're going to save a lot of money. But that money is going to be spent either way, whether they spend it on JT again or somebody else. But I know there are some people that are kind of bargain shopping for JT again, knowing that he will, he will bounce back and be a big-time player. And so there will be people in the back end of that first round that are going to take a shot at him. So Mississippi State has the real potential of having three first-round draft picks in this year's abbreviated Major League Baseball draft. That's an incredible accomplishment any year, but especially a year when there's only going to be five rounds. It says a lot about our program and the direction of our program and the quality of our recruiting the last several years and our ability to develop talent. We got a couple of Omaha trips out of those kits. We were hoping to get a national championship in 2020. Things aren't going to work out quite as well for us, but I think the timing, that's the thing when you look at this thing in the SEC. Yeah, we're going to lose our middle infielders. The good news is that we've recruited well enough that we're going to be able to replace them defensively. Can we replace them offensively? Yeah, probably not this year. But we got some other guys coming in. They're going to be able to make some plays for us. Kellum Clark is a guy that has withdrawn from the 2020 Major League Baseball draft. A lot of people expected him to be drafted and signed at a Brandon High School. He is now withdrawn and will come to school and could possibly be your starting third baseman next year. This is a kid that's got a lot of potential. A lot of people thought he would go early, potentially a second or third round pick. Uh, and some people said, you know, he could if there had been the the ability to kind of get out and showcase themselves that he could have played his way in their first round. That's the kind of ability that he has. And he's going to come to school. But when you begin to think about, okay, what the other teams in the SEC are going to lose their Friday night guys. You know, Asa Lacey is gone. Emerson Hancock is going to be gone. There's going to be a lot of pitching in this league that will move on to the major leagues. And Mississippi State is going to return everybody, with probably with the exception of JT Ginn. Then all of a sudden you begin to look at that weekend rotation and you got some other guys coming in. You begin to think, okay, we've got a chance to really make a run at this thing next year. Pitching should be a real, real important piece of things for us. We could potentially have the best pitching staff in the SEC, if not the country. That's how important this thing is. You know what Christian McLeod can do. You feel like you know what Will Bednar can do. And then you've got Landon Sims, some other guys coming in they are going to be able to, to really sling it around. And so – that's big. Some of the other guys that we're talking about, Tanner Allen, uh, I don't know that he gets drafted high enough to go. I think there's a lot of question marks with him, as we've mentioned on the show before, and that's not in any way uh, an indictment on his talent. But, you know, he's not going to play first base in the pros. Probably going to be a corner outfield, and he hadn't done a whole lot of that. He played some on the national team, Team USA played so many outfield, and so with him having the abbreviated season and he was hurt on top of that, probably needs another year because he still has two years of leverage. That said, he is a left-handed power hitter. There is a possibility that somebody will go out and take him. But if I had to call it today, I think he comes back. Josh Hatcher, another one. 
Josh is one that if we had gone 10-round draft, I think for sure Josh is drafted. I don't think he goes in five rounds. So I think Josh probably comes back to school. Again, he has two years of leverage. And I think Josh, too, will benefit from having a full year. You know, Josh was just really beginning to figure some things out last year. Being able to play every day, he was beginning to find a rhythm. I think Josh is going to be a big-time player for State. And I really believe, you know, State benefits from the fact of the the five-round draft because I I feel confident Josh would have been a top-ten rounder. I think probably seven or eight rounds, I think he goes. Probably same thing for Tanner Allen. Uh, But Josh is a guy, getting him back is huge because, number one, he's a huge target at first base. And when you're going to be breaking in uh, new infielders, having an experienced guy over there to kind of erase some errors is big for the Bulldogs. Rowdy Jordan will not be drafted in the top five rounds. Had he been, had it been a full draft, he probably gets drafted 17th, 18th round, he signs and goes. And that's probably what he is. And that's not, again, that's, that's, it's just he's one of those guys that is a great college player that doesn't have a great skill. What I mean by that is he does everything well, but he doesn't really do anything great. And, and I don't, again, that's not being critical of him. I think he has all the tools, but he's not, he's not an elite defender. He's not a big power hitter, not, not an elite base runner. He's a good college player that does everything well. And I think that there's a place for a guy like that, like that in, in pro baseball. I just don't think in a five-round draft he's a guy you have to really worry about. So you're certain Foscue and Westberg as juniors are gone. Possibility. Tanner Allen could be gone, but we hope that he's back. We expect him to be back. But then we expect Hatcher and Rowdy Jordan to come back, and then there's the whole deal with JT again. And that's going to boil down to basically what Scott Boris is his agent. This is going to be a conversation Boris has with a general manager. But, I, again, I, there's a lot of talk about him being a back in first rounder. Okay, who are some other guys, right? That's what everybody wants to know. Okay, who are some other guys? Cade Smith, right-handed pitcher out of DeSoto Central, been committed to Mississippi State since Andy Cannizzaro was his coach. Committed back in November of 2017. That's how long it's been. True maroon guy, wants to come to state and play. But he's a guy that could be drafted. If we had a 10-round draft, he would be drafted for sure. A guy that's touched 94, rated by perfect game, is a perfect 10 player. Uh, he's a guy that really more of a breaking ball, fastball guy. He throws a slider a little bit off that fastball. Doesn't really have uh, the change of pace pitch just yet. He can develop that. But he's a guy that uh, – and just kind of be mindful of. I don't think he gets drafted in a five-round draft, but don't be surprised if he does. And if he does, I'm sure he'll sign. I think anybody drafted in the first five rounds – uh, with the exception of a handful of guys, will sign. I mean, there's some high school guys that probably have a price tag that will have to be met in order for them to come out. One of those guys is Blaze Jordan. A lot of people were telling me that Blaze Jordan was going to ask for 2 to $2.5 million as an asking price. I'm told that number's less than $2 million. I'm hearing it's closer to, say, $1.6 1500000 uh, And so there's a lot of discussion that he has some of the elite power in this draft. Struggles at times to hit the breaking ball, but he is a guy that can absolutely hit some moon shots. Just needs to get in the cage, work on hitting that breaking stuff. If he comes to college, I think he's a first-rounder. He might be a first-rounder this year, but there are some holes in his game. A lot of people have talked about that. 
and, and here's the thing, too, to be fair. When you have a guy like Blaze Jordan that hits the scene as early as he did, you remember everybody saw the video when he was, you know, 12, 13 years old hitting bombs with a wooden bat out of Major League Baseball parks. Well, those kids get so heavily scrutinized because everybody's thinking, oh, that kid's certainly a first-rounder. But when they hit the scene as early as he does, there's a lot of unjust criticism that goes along with that. So I think the kid could benefit from coming to school, but at the same time, too, if he goes in the first round, I think he's going to go. If it's anywhere near his asking price, he's going to go. Where that goes from here, we'll see. But that's a name to remember, Blaze Jordan. Uh, Cameron Tular is a kid, left-handed pitcher. He's another guy we'll have to watch. Junior college guy. He's a guy that, listen, he can come in here and make a difference for us next year. That's a, that's a big name. When, when you hear his name, if he comes out and says, hey, I'm pulling out of the draft, I'm going to go to school, that's a day to start celebrating. We, we really struggled with left-handers last year. We went out and signed some, and, and he might be the best of that bunch that we signed uh, this year. Can come in and make Mississippi State a better baseball team. Austin Hendrick, go ahead and get ready. I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you never know. No, no. Austin Hendrick will probably be one of the top ten players taken. Uh, an outfielder guy that can have for power, can really run, got a big arm, can pitch. We signed him. He's out of West Allegheny, Pennsylvania, but uh, that kid's not coming to school. I mean, it's just, that's just the reality of it. So I think a best-case scenario for State, I mean, the best case is you lose again – Allen and, uh, pardon me, Westbrook and Foscue. That's the best-case scenario. And the worst-case scenario is you lose everybody that I mentioned. I just don't think it's going to happen, though. I think in the end that uh, Kate Smith, Tular, coming to school, I think Tanner Allen uh, and Hatcher, Rowdy, those guys are back. And then we'll see what happens to Blaze Jordan. I think, he's, I think he is a little bit of a wild card in all of this, especially when we're hearing that his asking price has kind of come down some. Because before the talk was, in order to get the money that he was expecting, he would have to go probably in the first dozen picks or so. And so now it appears that um, there is some, there's some rumblings behind the scenes that he's going to have a draft party and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of times you wonder, you begin to wonder, you know, maybe if there's not some, uh, you know, some assurances from some teams that, hey, listen, if, if you're there, we're going to take you. And so it's, it's a no-lose it's a, it's a no situation for Blaze Jordan because if he doesn't get what he wants, then he can come to school and play a couple of years and go right back in the draft. And not to mention have two years at the finest college baseball facility in the country with one of the best coaching staffs in the country and Jay Gotro kind of fine-tuning the game. That's another thing, too. People don't give Lamonis enough credit. Lamonis is a hitting coach, too. Got a lot of people on this staff that understand hitting mechanics better than most. And so they'll get him turned around if he comes to school. So that's a big part of things. And as you kind of look forward to Wednesday, uh, there's a lot to look forward to. You know, we're going to celebrate those juniors that get drafted and go ahead and go because, listen, they've made the most of their Mississippi State careers, and they gave us two trips to Omaha. So, hey, we'll take that out of every recruiting class we ever get, right? We can get those guys to, to get us to the College World Series. But be that as it may, there are some signees out there that uh, – we're probably going to be drafted that won't be and will end up coming to school. So as a program, Mississippi State should be very healthy no matter what happens with this draft Wednesday and Thursday. Because had we lost 
all of the juniors, which is what we were anticipating. That was what everybody was worried about. And I talked to Chris Monis about it before privately. We were a little bit worried about that 2021 season. What happens when all those juniors are gone? We were going to need some players to really step up this year. You know, guys like Cameron James. We needed some guys to step up and be dudes to be that next wave of players to carry us uh, towards SEC championships and potential national championships. And so now we've kind of got a little bit of a mulligan in that deal because there were some, there were kind of some gaps, right? There was kind of a bit of a, a gap between the classes. Well, now you've bridged that gap because of the NCAA's decision to give everybody a, an extra year of eligibility and not have 2020 count against their clock. And so as a result, you're going to have a lot of players come back, and college baseball is going to be great next year. And I believe Mississippi State is going to field a much better team than people anticipated. And I believe we're going to be right back in Omaha, and I expect us to be there this year. I think for sure we're going to be back next year. I think we're going to have a, a, a pitching staff capable of winning an SEC championship and certainly capable of getting Mississippi State in the conversation to be a top eight national seed. Well, folks, it's going to do it for today. Let me remind you, too, as well, if you haven't done so, go to StarkVillainsTheBook.com and order your personalized copies of Flim Flam and Stark Villains. We'll soon have Alpha Dogs available for, for pre-order on that same website. Again, at StarkVillainsTheBook.com. Also, go to StarkVillains.com and order your T-shirts and hoodies. As windy as it is today, you might need a hoodie. I've got, we're still selling shirts. They're still sending me, they're still sending me information about orders and that sort of stuff. Uh, get those get locked up with all that. Every time that I go out with one of those Stark Villain shirts on, somebody says, hey, where did you get that? Well, it's StarkVillains.com. It's pretty simple. So buy one for yourself. Buy one for a friend. Rep the brand. Looking forward to being back on the book tour with you guys this fall. Uh, you know, I, my hope is by that time we'll have, uh, we'll have some normalcy. And if things are beginning to feel a lot more normal, you know what I'm saying? And I think there's a new appreciation for some things that we took for granted. And so uh, I look forward to getting back out there and seeing you all and taking some pictures and signing some books. And, and again, we'll have Alpha Dogs available for release sooner rather than later. We're gonna, this month's an important month. We're going to finish up all the edits and gather pictures and all that sort of stuff. And they'll begin putting the book together there at the publisher. And then they'll send that thing off. And, uh, and then pretty soon you'll be able to order it and have it sent directly to your house. And if you hadn't done so, I'm telling you, you need to go ahead and get caught up because I'm going to stack these Mississippi State books up on you. I'm already I'm letting my mind rest a little bit. I'm already thinking about, okay, well, who do I want to get for the next one? Who do I want to get? And I've got people every day messaging me saying, Steve, here's a picture of my dad or my granddad. And they played for Mississippi State in, on the baseball team in 1956. And uh, this is my, my uncle, and he played uh, – for Coach Alan McKean, you know, and these are we'd love to be included in the book, and we'd love for you to have our pictures, and and so I'm getting a ton of that stuff, and so and sometimes that turns into stories, and sometimes it turns into chapters, and they all at some point either go to the website or the book. But uh, the bottom line is this: is that uh, it really is a family. That's one thing that I've learned. I've had so many people that reach out and say, you know, Steve, uh, thank you so much for mentioning our family and our loved ones on the show is that people are going to be included in the book. We're really excited. We, we want to help in any way possible. Uh, those things are important to me because this is not, even though it's my name on the book, these are our stories. And these people have been so gracious with me to share their experiences. And uh, there have been so many people that have said, hey, Steve, I'm just so honored. The honor is all mine. It is absolutely all mine. And, and Mississippi State has not been fairly represented in the state of Mississippi's literary heritage. And my hope is to change that. 
I believe we are the cool school, and I believe as long as we continue to pump out information that people will realize, and you know what, they kind of got something special going on at Mississippi State. And every time that I, I get those bestseller lists, they send them to me, and I see that Stark Villains is still there, it tells me that this matters to you. And it certainly matters to me. And I can tell you nothing matters more to me than being able to share our story with you all and to honor the past Mississippi State student-athletes and all they've accomplished and the joy and great memories they provided us. Well, that's going to do it for today. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. And, again, that's the it's MLB draft day number one. Uh, be sure to be mindful of that as you uh, go about your day. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.